Welcome to Resilient Minds 365, where we discuss the resilient stories of entrepreneurs, professionals, and students with mental illnesses to encourage you to strive, thrive, and live in abundance. I'm your host, Cleone Crawford. Welcome to another episode of Resilient Minds 365. I'm Cleone Crawford, your host. Today, guys, we have a wonderful guest with us. Today, we have Andrew Simpson. Andrew Simpson is an author and a student. He's currently writing articles on creative nonfiction, which includes a biography and memoir, incorporating this with cutting edge journalism about psychology, theology, philosophy, and English literature. He also does visual art and evangelizes to share the gospel. Additionally, he's a peer mentor to other people with mental health conditions and addiction issues. With that said, I now present to you, Andrew Simpson. Hi, Andrew, how are you today? Hi, Cloney, how are you? I'm wonderful. I'm so glad that you've been, you were able to take some time to come on our show and I'm looking forward yeah. to, you know, letting people letting people know exactly what your world looks like so tell us a little bit more about what you do um about school um tell us about your peer mentoring just tell us a little bit more about yourself um okay well for several years i wanted to be a mental health peer support worker and uh, I, I volunteered in that field at a place called Region House for a couple of years, uh, getting experience. And I went to school at George Brown for life skills coaching. Um, but in about October of last year, I had a career change and I decided to become a writer um, and a journalist. Um, I had already self-published two books prior to that point. Uh, one of them was uh, an autobiography of my journey to recovery from mental illness. And the other one was the book of poetry. Um, I had written the autobiography with the intention of mining the riches of my lived experience as someone living with a mental illness. Um, in order to be able to understand that experience and relate it to others that also suffer mental illness. Um, and uh, and uh, also share that experience with others. Uh, but I decided to become a journalist. Uh, there was a brother in my church who, who's a good friend of mine. Um, and he really identified in me my, my a talent that I had for writing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I decided to make that my career is to be a, a professional writer. Um, so uh, I recently graduated from a continuing education course at U of T called Freelance in the Feature, which is about how to write freelance journalism articles for newspapers and magazines, digital or print. So since then, I've been uh, working on... Uh, writing a number of articles as well as my third book that now that I have far more knowledge and experience of what it is to be a writer and techniques on how to write well and and 
and uh, things like that. I'm hoping my next book will be even better than my first two and that, um, and that um, I can get an actual publishing company to publish it. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Two books. And now we have a third book. That is awesome. Super fantabulous. Definitely mm -hmm. amazing. I love that. And that, you know, you were, that you were in, um, you did the peer support working and now you want to be a journalist. That is just amazing. I'm just, I'm really glad to hear that that's the direction that you like to take because it's, yeah. you know what I mean? Just a really great direction. So with that said, I'd like to ask you, go into, we're going to go into the mental health part of this interview. Um, my question is to you, what is your mental health diagnosis and when were you diagnosed? Well, I was first diagnosed with bipolar disorder at the age of 16, which is, I'm now almost 34. Mm -hmm. um, so over half my life ago, I was first diagnosed with a mental illness. And then for many years, I lived with social anxiety, depression, uh, psychosis, mania, uh, and eventually that diagnosis was changed to schizoaffective disorder, which is kind of a cross between bipolar and schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. um, what I really suffer, although I may think what I actually have is something called panic disorder, because for the last four years on a regular basis, I've suffered anxiety and panic attacks. Um, and that's really been my core struggle with mental illness within the more latter years of my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, so what, let us, let us know a little bit more about your mental health story of resilience. What did you have to go through? What are the things that um, happened in your life? Were your low points um, and how you were able to come to the place where you are right now. So tell us about how you were able to be resilient despite your mental health um, challenges. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I mean, I came to, to know the Lord Jesus about 12 years ago now. Uh, and I started to attend a church uh, in my community called Toronto Church of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was really impacted by the love that a lot of the brothers and sisters, the other believers in the church, showed to me uh, when I came first started to come out. And that uh, eventually had me make my own decision to follow Jesus. Unfortunately, the first year or two years of living as a Christian, uh, I was living pretty lukewarm. And I was still, uh, you know indulging in sin and and uh not really living a repentant radical lifestyle for jesus uh and there was a point where i hit rock bottom and uh i lost control of my mind and i had this vision of the devil and i ended up being uh admitted to cam h again uh after you know kind of uh having a while of not being in cam h uh since prior to becoming a christian so I ended up in CAMH again, and that kind of started my journey of uh, what was what was a lot of it was a great struggle and an uphill battle uh, through the mental health system and having many, many, many um, admissions to CAMH again and again in between times of working various jobs and various volunteer positions, 
uh, and really uh, dedicating myself to persevering in my faith mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and really, you know, wanting to be able to know God and, and uh, share the gospel in a good way and uh, love other believers in the church. Uh, and like Paul, like St. Paul says, you know, conform to the image of Christ. And it was through that journey that over time, I began to develop great joy and freedom and blessing from the Lord. Um, and that, you know, I, I, I experienced a measure of healing, despite still suffering mental illness symptoms time to time. Now where I'm at in my life at this point, I, you know, most of the time I'm a very happy person overall. I'd say, you know, 95% of the time I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I do suffer my challenges time to time. And I think everybody does. So I think that's pretty human and pretty normal. Uh, but overall, I'm, I'm a very happy person at this point in my life. And I consider myself to be, for the most part, healed and recovered. Okay. And I'd like to know, during your yeah. journey, um, was medication a part of it? Yes, medication was definitely a part of my journey. When I was first diagnosed with bipolar, I was put on Seroquel, an antipsychotic, and Epival, a mood stabilizer. Uh, my meds have been changed a few times over the years as the doctors have sought to find the right medication for me. Uh, during my various hospitalizations in the Center for Addiction and Mental Health. Uh, I'm currently on uh, an antipsychotic called clozapine and a mood stabilizer called Epival and an injection called Zuclocomplexol. Um, And I recently, my doctor prescribed to me just a little, little bit of a benzodiazepine called lorazepam. Uh, and I, I think like getting on the right medication is important. There are, you know, so I know I've had my times too, where I wanted to completely come off medication and not rely on the, the psychiatric system at all. But I think, uh, you know, you know, doctors are experts and, you know, some are good, some are bad, but overall, you know, they, they, you know, um, Seeking their wisdom and their advice is usually a good idea. And uh, I think uh, my medication helps me sleep at night, uh, as well as benzodiazepines. I found them to be very effective in helping with my anxiety attacks. Mm -hmm. Like uh, if I were to take a benzo after having anxiety attacks and lie down on my bed, within 15 minutes, my anxiety would be completely gone. Amazing. The only thing, benzos are kind of dangerous. They can be very addictive. Uh, which is why, you know, my friend who suggested I take them and my doctor have said take no more than one pill a week because otherwise you can get addicted to them. And if you try to come off, there's withdrawal symptoms and you can build up a tolerance. So they're very effective, but at the same time, you have to use them sparingly. Okay, understood. All right. So as I see, you know, you mentioned that you are a believer. Um, as a believer, what, how did you feel knowing that you're a believer, but you also have a mental illness? How did that affect you? Um, okay, well, um, sometimes I suppose I thought that 
I had a mental illness and that it was a curse from God, uh, you know, that God had given me a mental illness because I had disobeyed him and that he was punishing me. Um, um, I know the Bible does say to endure hardship as discipline and that God is a father to us and he is treating us as sons, just like our earthly fathers have disciplined us and we respected them for it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it says that in the book of Hebrews. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, God is a loving father. And, you know, I, I, um, last year I read a book by a pastor named Timothy Keller called Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering. And uh, he really talked about how God takes our suffering. He never wastes our suffering. In fact, he takes our suffering and turns it into good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I've even seen that recently that, you know, with my writing, uh, it's, it's even given me some fuel and a platform for my writing is writing about these anxiety attacks and these issues I've had. Um, and, uh, um, you know, and it's other good things have come out of it too. You know, I mean, I've drawn closer to my parents through it. Uh, I've met other people in, in psychiatric hospitals that have become friends of mine that are still friends of mine to this day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's helped me grow in my relationship with, with my team that takes care of me at CAMH. Um, and, you know, I realize many, it's not uncommon for writers to suffer some form of madness. <laughs> Many writers, like for example, Fyodor Dostoevsky, the great Russian writer, had uh, a form of epilepsy, and you know he's considered the mad Russian. Uh, it's many writers have some issue with 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 madness or their mind, and it's not uncommon. So that that gives me some comfort too, you know. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So, what did you have to do to overcome or bounce back from your lowest points? Please list all the resources. I know you mentioned Cameron, so maybe yeah. talk about some of the other resources that were helpful. Yeah. Uh, so definitely the body of Christ is the the church, whatever church you may go to, your your church community, I think is definitely a valuable resource. Mm -hmm. Um. I would say that, you know, the church does need to become more educated and informed uh, about mental illness, but as mental health advocates, we can, we can, we can do this and help the church to become more informed yeah. and help others in our churches that also suffer mental illness. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I would say just having those, those, those mentors uh, it, within the body of Christ in the church is definitely a key resource. Uh, I would also say like, in uh, the wellness recovery action plan, they talk about the wellness toolbox, right? Oh, and having yeah. right and having things that you like to do that you enjoy that keep you well. Like for a while, for me, it was basketball, right? I really when I went to George Brown with Cleone, <laughs> uh, I wanted to be a recreation therapist at that time, and I started to really get into playing basketball in the gym. And that was, uh, you know, I really got very good at it, actually, uh, over the years. And uh, that was something that I've kept. Unfortunately, I can't play now. I have an issue with my foot. But uh, for years, that's kept me well, along with uh, more recently doing an art practice. 
uh, doing visual art and listening to music while I do it. I know Cleone loves music too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, doing art and, and studying. I love to read and I love to write. Um, you know, and those kind of things like that have, have kept me well and been ac excellent resources for me. Um, yeah, along with uh, just, uh, I don't know. I would just say that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what are three things you wish you had available when you were at your lowest point? Uh, well, I mean... I almost committed suicide prior to becoming a believer. Mm -hmm. um, and I think at that point, just having, you know, I wish I had a relationship with God and I wish I had fellowship with the church. I think uh, my lowest point, if I, I, you know, without those, I would probably have committed suicide at some point in my life. If I never had, you know, those, the, the love of God and the love of other believers and having a purpose and a mission and, and uh, in, in Christ and in the gospel and in the Lord, having those things, you know, were life changers for me, uh, as well as, uh, you know, my parents having a, a loving relationship with my mom and dad. Mm -hmm. I would definitely wish I had that. Uh, along with, uh, yeah, just having joy and, and uh, freedom, I guess, yeah. Okay, okay. And so what type of words would you give to our listeners? What would you tell them about to encourage them? And just what, what would you tell them? What would you tell them? <laughs> um, well, I'd say if you're not currently a believer, you know, seek the Lord, start reading through the New Testament of the Bible. Uh, start praying to God, find a church, connect with it, you know, love other believers in the church, reach out for help from them, um, seek answers to your questions from, uh, you know, websites like evidenceforchristianity.com or douglasjacobi.com or some uh, resources I've used. Um, just uh, what else? Uh, persevere. Don't give up. You know, uh, no, no matter how hard it gets, you know, the, the Bible says the Lord will not test us more than we can bear and he will provide a way out so we can endure it. You know, uh, there's nothing, there's no trial that we will go through in life that God sovereignly does not allow to happen to us mm -hmm. and that he always has us in, in our best interests in mind. Like it also says in the Bible that God works for the good in all things. God works for the good of those that love him. Who have been called according to his purpose right so um you know god has our best interest in mind and he loves us mm -hmm. he's far higher than us we don't always understand why he does what he does or why he allows to happen what he allows to have happen but um he has good reasons to allow whatever he does allow to happen we don't always know but sometimes in the future we discover and we do find out okay cool so now, Andrew, we are going to take a switch in the topic. We mm. are going to talk about music therapy for a brief moment. As you okay. can see behind me, there's a book, which is The Music of My Life, which you know about mm. if you have a copy. I've read it, yeah. Uh, right? So okay. with that said, I'd like to know, what type of music do you like? 
well, I especially, I like gospel, uh, but I also especially like folk music. Mm. Um, yeah, I like folk music. I like a band called Mandolin Orange. Um, they're, they're a two-part folk band, and they play the violin, the guitar, uh, the mandolin, and the banjo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like a lot of their songs. I like Bob Dylan. Uh, I like uh, I like Neil, Neil Young's okay, I guess. Um, I like uh, Emily Harris. I don't know if you heard of her or Jillian uh, Welsh. Uh, these are all. Uh, I like the Be Good Tanyas. Um, yeah, I like all these all these folk bands. I really like folk music as well as gospel. I like Hillsong United. Um, I like uh, uh, a Scottish worship uh, gospel singer, hymnal hymnal singer uh, named Steph McLeod. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like, uh, you know, I like like hip hop too sometimes. I I really like uh, Talib Kweli when it comes to hip hop. Uh, I like... um, I like uh, Chaos, a hip-hop uh, uh, artist who's actually from Toronto himself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I like the blues. I do like the blues. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it, you know? Okay, okay. So you got a, you got a yeah. very, very taste, you know? Quite yeah. a, it's a little eclectic, not fully eclectic. But it's pretty much, it's, 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 it's around there. It's around yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So if you were to think of one song that best describes your journey, what would it be and why? Yeah, it would be uh, Jacob's Dream by a gospel folk singer named Alison Krauss, which, uh, um, or another one perhaps would be, uh, actually would be uh carry my burden carry my burden mm-hmm. by uh what's this name again oh man but uh i think those songs define my journey because um it's kind of like just going through hardships and going through hard times but but you know there's always hope yeah. no matter what you go through and these songs kind of speak to that mm-hmm. and uh carry your burden is just kind of like about loving your brother and and you know when when we have these burdens and things and helping our our brothers and sisters just just you know being with with them in their trials and their hard times and you know that really speaks to me because I think um you know I I really personally want to have that love for my fellow believers that like you know to be with them and and to be a good friend to them even when they go through hard times Yes. You know, and these songs speak to that and and that 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 is why i like them yeah cool cool all yeah. right so andrew how can we stay in touch with you what are your social media handles uh well i go on facebook mm-hmm. uh that's pretty much it for me when it comes to social media okay um, yeah it's just facebook i would say okay cool yeah well, well, Andrew, it's been a pleasure having you as a guest. Yeah, thanks so much, Cleone. Yeah, so with that said, to all you resilient minds out there, until next time, please subscribe to us on all our platforms and don't forget to rate the show and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. 
Also, join the community of resilient minds and sign up for our monthly newsletter at cleonicrawford.com. Be sure to grab a copy of my book, The Music of My Life, on all Amazon marketplaces to get to know me better. And if you can think of one person that will receive value from today's show or connect with Andrew's testimonial, please share it with them. Feel free to take a screenshot of this week's episode at, of the podcast and tag us on Instagram. You can tag myself at only Cleone or Resilient Minds 365. And remember, mental health is not a death sentence. Despite your illness, you can strive, thrive, and live a life of abundance. Until next time, I'm Cleone Crawford and I'm signing off. <laughs>